Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson, CEO of Loyalty360, welcoming you to another episode of our Loyalty360 podcast. In this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Todd Miller. Todd is the Senior Director of Brand Strategy and Experience at Wawa. Todd, how are you doing today? Doing well, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Can you give us a brief overview of Wawa and your role with the organization? Sure. So um, Wawa, if you don't know, is kind of a cult passion brand on the East Coast. Uh, we're kind of in your mid-Atlantic region as well as Florida. And we are a convenience store. So, But we're a convenience store unlike most. So, you know, we have a cult following. Our fans are very, and our customers are very passionate about the brand. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of your convenience store, gas station, but we have an extremely strong food and beverage offer as well, too. Uh, we have 900 stores. Um, we are, you know, a, a big retailer, a high volume retailer. Um, so it's a it's a complex business, but it's also a very interesting um, business with a ton of opportunity. So it's a it's a it's a blessing to be able to, to drive strategy and brand at Wawa. So for me, um, you know, I'm focused on overall brand strategy and experience, as you said. So it's really for me to harness that voice of our associates, our associates are the backbone of the company, and really find ways to kind of take that voice and really consistently brand it across all of our traditional and digital marketing channels. That's kind of like core to my role. Okay, interesting. And uh, as we were talking earlier today, you mentioned some of the you know, unique transitions you've seen during COVID-19, the, the rapid uh, kind of change, but also the ability to respond to that change, how you've been able to you know, listen to customers in a very unique manner, create uh, unique engagement strategies. Can you talk a little bit about that? I thought that was a, a very interesting uh, uh, segue we had. Sure. I mean, it's uh, right now, you know, the time to market with communications, brand uh, marketing, advertising, even just experiences. I mean, we are, we're going from, you know, working on things for months to doing things in a week into days. I mean, quick, rapid response is kind of like core to what we're doing. I mean, we still kind of set up a core strategy, but it's really built on flexibility and timeliness um, being relevant at a moment's notice. So that's been a big thing. Um, you know, I think one of the things that really drew me to Wawa and, you know, why I love this position is, Really, it's always been a company that's driven by its core values and a company that has extreme passion for its customers and associates. So, I mean, we day one very quickly focused on safety, focused on supporting our associates and customers, you know, whether that was like raising the hourly wages for our associates that are working on the front lines, you know, rolling out a clean force that really expands upon our internal safety measures. You know, we know that we're an essential provider by definition. So for us, it's really about how do we provide, safely provide convenience um, that those kind of first, uh, first responders need and depend on each day, um, but also looking at ways to kind of evolve and quickly stand up and experiment with alternative ways to shop us because, you know, we have customers that love us and are passionate about us, but they might not be leaving their home. So, you know, rolling out delivery, rolling out order ahead, rolling out curbside. So it's a balance of safely providing a great shopping experience, protecting our associates and customers, but also evolving our format for those that want to shop us in different ways. And those are things and conversations that are happening daily, things we're rolling out weekly, you know, big initiatives. I mean, we have a very kind of, you know, aggressive, reactive business that is, uh, you know, great to see when we all get together and roll these things out. 
You touched on something there. I think it's uh, very interesting as well. And we have small-sided meetings twice a month, sometimes three and four times a month with, with the members. And we've heard from a number of the convenience stores that uh, it may be not the, the same experiential focus that you have, but it's been, it's been challenging for them, right? So they've had to keep their frontline associates safe. They've had to change rapidly, even the assortment with regard to the products that they uh, should be stocking, right? Because what people are looking for, whether it's toilet paper or it's cleaning supplies or whatever, that's been a unique uh, uh, kind of challenge for them. How do you how did you manage that transition? Because I think that's a very unique discussion. Just the the change, what customers were you know looking for, and I think you talked about it earlier. The ability to listen to and understand the customers is so important. How did you kind of address safety, but then also look at the product mix, and then because I think hopefully I'm not sure if that changed for you, but it, it seemed to be a pretty consistent change with some of the others in the industry. Did did you guys see that as well? Yeah, we saw it as well. Um, you know, I think we probably even had a little bit more of a bigger a bigger challenge because I think there's the traditional C-store model, which we have, but we also have the kind of fresh food, more QSR type offer as well too. So we're kind of like looking at convenience as well as the kind of quick serve restaurant food uh, side. So, you know, we kind of had a little, even a little bit more complexity there, but very similar. Um, you know, for us, we've always had a discipline around um, sprint teams and really kind of, and probably one of the hallmarks of the business is just a centralized, really good, um, uh, you know, we, we do, a, you know, communication is kind of key to what we do. Sprint teams is quick, uh, is core to what we do. Passionate, you know, people that are invested in the business. We're all owners of this business and we're one of the, you know, world's largest ESOPs. So there is a passion and a timeliness and a way that Wawa operates that, you know, not to say that we're made for this, no one's made for this, we're all learning on the fly, but that that passion um, really allows us to, everyone rises to the challenge, everyone is ready to volunteer and help, we organize quickly, we create these sprint teams, and we solve problems and we solve them quickly. Um, so that's been pretty core to this, and, you know, we've had to deal with things in the past, um, not necessarily at this scale and in this way. But that discipline that we build over time is kind of core to all of our teams and really has allowed us to quickly organize and roll out, you know, new assortments, uh, new services to, you know, in some of our areas, you know, we had to move from full service coffee where you make it yourself uh, or self-service coffee where you make it yourself to now we have full service where an associate makes it for you. Like we, you know, it's, this is one of those things where you're pivoting county by county, state by state. You have to be very nimble, and that kind of sprint team mentality, that passionate ownership has been core to our success in adapting, um, you know, day in and day out with everything going on. Well, as iced tea aficionados, Carly and I, hopefully the same thing for iced tea because uh, one of the things I have, uh, do like about Wawa, especially I, I travel over the East Coast for soccer, um, especially in Pennsylvania, you have great iced tea and the sweet tea is really good so you get a little good mix and you have those nice little lemon packets. So I do mm -hmm. like your iced tea because a lot of people don't focus on the iced tea customer. Um, I think <laughs> you and Lowe's are probably about love, should I say, about the best. So Yeah, uh, we, we love our iced tea. We have a very passionate uh, base of customers that are big fans of our Wawa teas. So it's definitely core to our offer. Can you tell us about the Wawa loyalty program, when the program started, how many customers participate, uh, how they're rewarded in what ways, and how you are looking at customer loyalty? 
Sure. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot there. So let me kind of unpack. So, you know, loyalty is interesting for Wawa. You know, we, our customers and fans are, you know, get our logo tattooed on their body. You know, they take wedding photos at our stores. You know, they create songs about our brand. And when we post things on social media, you know, one of the top responses we always get is, you know, move to our area. And we got people across the globe that are looking for a Wawa, you know, to be next door because unfortunately they've moved out of the, you know, the, the areas in which our stores occupy. So loyal, Wawa has a very loyal fan base. Um, you know, we, we created a general loyalty program around five years ago. But for the last three, it's really been focusing on, you know, how do we involve our program to be bigger than a traditional loyalty program? How can it be the hub, the engine to kind of power the overall Wawa experience across all channels? And really kind of personalizing and catering to each customer's unique needs, context, their channel of engagement. You know, we want it to be more than rewards. We want it to, you know, really be focused on layering strong content experiences and convenience but with rewards as a core and kind of baking it into our overall strategy, that's kind of like the, 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 the big, the big win for us or kind of like where we're going overall. Excellent. And can you define customer loyalty? We always like to get an understanding of how brands are defining customer loyalty from a connotative and denotative perspective. So what does customer loyalty mean to you kind of a high level from a macro level definition perspective for you and for Wawa? So, you know, customer loyalty, it, it's weird. It's, it's interesting. Like we have these loyalty programs, you know, one of the big things that, you know, um, that kind of the, one of the big buzz, uh, buzzwords right now in loyalty is around emotional loyalty. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting one for me. You know, we don't necessarily call it emotional loyalty here. Um, I, you know, for us, the idea of knowing our customers, personalizing their experience, delighting and engaging with them in an authentic way that feels like, that daily interaction you have with our associates and our, and you know, every day in our stores is kind of like that is just being authentic to our brand, you know, just kind of like core to who we are. So, you know, we, we really are trying to bake and, and have continued to bake that kind of like that sentiment, that, that core idea into everything we do within my brand team and our experience teams is, you know, what's, what's really be true to that authentic interaction you have every day what's really try to know our customers better than anyone else. You know, how can we every day find ways to personalize and delight their experience? You know, to me, that's kind of like the core of what loyal, what if you do those things well, you'll drive loyalty from a, from a digital, from a loyalty program standpoint. But quite frankly, the model's already been put out there for us. Our associates do it every day in our stores. You know, that passion that they have for our customers we're basically just building upon that, but we're building a program around it. So, you know, it's core to who we are as a business. It's kind of like the hallmarks of who we are. And, you know, there's been many articles written about Wawa and the cult of Wawa. It's really just things true to that interaction that happens every day, but doing it across all of our channels and in our loyalty program. And emotional loyalty, it's great that you brought that up. A lot of discussion around emotional loyalty, right? Just with regard to what it means. You know, we're coming out with our first industry report right now, similar to the other analyst groups. It's, it's a big piece of that. But I think how people define emotional loyalty, how they measure it, uh, is very unique. And I think at a very sublime uh, level, how you talked about it from getting tattoos and, and getting, uh, you know, uh, wedding proposals done at Wawa. We just did an interview with uh, Taco Bell. Surprisingly, kind of that same theme or motive, kind of motif, kind of uh, it was expressed there as well. Just 
they're very passionate about tacos and people getting uh, I'm like, wow, I've never thought about Taco Bell having that same passion, but they, they, they you know, they, they, that's a big piece for them. So emotional loyalty, uh, it, it, it sounds like you have it at the core, but you're also looking to reinforce it by kind of more, uh, you know, kind of more loyalty type transactional behaviors as well. So understanding the, the root cause and then reinforcing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, one of the challenges I think marketers have gotten stuck in is that again, we've thought siloed, we've thought of loyalty as a program over here and your, your digital experience over on the, you know, in another silo, you know, your, your website. And, you know, I, I think one of the big things for us is again, staying true to who we are, knowing who we are, knowing how to kind of, you know, what the goals of being, you know, of driving emotional loyalty just as a core brand are. And, but then finding ways to translate it across all channels and finding ways to use loyalty. And in a lot of ways, I look at it as like our core engagement engine right. um, versus, you know, a loyalty program or a loyalty platform or a loyalty provider. You know, we want to, you know, just really kind of drive engagement across all of this. But it starts at that core of knowing who you are, knowing what your customers expect, you know, knowing what your, your associates, your frontline deliver every day. And then how can you really kind of like accentuate it um, and how can you really, you know, hone that when your associate's not there for that interaction? I mean, that's, that for us is kind of like the big focus, the big next step where all the investment is going is kind of thinking about it broad like that versus again, a lot of times you get kind of in that siloed mentality approach, which is really in a lot of, you know, I get it, but it's going to really limit the impact that you can, that you can have from a loyalty program standpoint across all channels and across a bigger kind of customer segment. No, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's very, very unique and interesting times now for sure. And, and uh, you, know, you guys definitely have a, a very unique and, and, and engaged audience. And uh, I think that that's great. And everything you do to reinforce that's awesome as well. When you look at employee engagement, how does that fit into it? Obviously, you're an ESOP, which is very important. Uh, you talked about uh, some security pieces that you put in uh, place first for the employees, but you know the, the expectations moving from kind of self-serve to more employee-served iced teas and coffees and others. How do you get employee engagement and getting them involved, getting them trained uh, with regard to the, the, the impact of the importance of customer loyalty and the program? So, I mean, that's one that's always evolving. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, our associates are pretty much key to any initiative. I mean, there isn't an initiative that they don't touch, have impact on, that they don't, they don't play an extremely important role of, you know, whether right. that's a new program, a new experience. I mean, and, and like I said earlier, they're really the lifeblood of our brand. They're our biggest influence because our, our customers interact with them every day. And if without them, you know, these programs don't exist because, you know, they really are, you know, the ones building the brand, the ones that are really having such an impact um, on our business every single day. So, you know, we always launch early with our associates, get them excited, roll things out with them in mind. You know, we, we get great feedback, we take some lumps, and then we evolve. Um, but, you know, starting with them, hearing from them um, is key, you know, and I would say that over the last couple of years, as we've been looking to pivot and get more aggressive, especially on the digital side, you know, we've been really listening and kind of honing how we bring products to market and experience to market um, in a much bigger way, you know, based off of that feedback, um, right. you know, but, you know, we still have a long ways to go on, on finding unique and interesting ways to continue that engagement, roping them in in a bigger way. But I say, you know, listening to starting with, 
and an understanding that they are kind of like the key to anything we roll out is probably like the biggest thing that kind of makes us successful when we roll out. But also it's the biggest thing that kind of helps us evolve our programs when quite frankly, they're not quite up to snuff and we need to you know, pivot or we need to hone or look at other ways to kind of deliver an experience. Excellent. What's the biggest foul, uh, sorry, what's the biggest challenge you face as a senior marketer? And we, we you know, we love to understand kind of the, the challenges that, that organizations are facing. Well, what, what do you face as a senior level marketer? Obviously you have a very loyal customer base, very engaged, emotionally connected. And what are the, what's the biggest challenge you have? It would seem like you have everything perfect. No, we definitely don't. Um, you know, I think we're like most where, you know, some things are a little bit better than others. Everything's evolving. Um, I would say right now, you know, generally, keeping an eye on the short term, but also looking long term is a, is a key, it's a big challenge, especially right now with the pandemic and everything that's going on around us is that right now, I feel like a lot of us are in the day-to-day solving problems um, space, but keeping an eye on the long term and knowing what the long term vision is, keeping an eye on kind of, again, your core values, the, the things that are important for you to be set up for success for the long term are kind of balancing that is kind of the biggest challenge I would say right now and probably the biggest need um, you know there's always the things like staying on top of the ever-changing market space and you know the Martech stack and the different providers of X versus Y you know those things are always changing um, you know there's always the need to you know educate your internal stakeholders and you know on gaps and strategies and you know again setting yourself up for long-term investment but like I said, I think the biggest thing right now is keeping an eye on the short term, but not forgetting the long term when it comes to kind of your core strategies, your programs, and just trying to balance everything that we're all doing, dealing with right now. Excellent. Absolutely. How can we help you in that role? You know, the Trade Association for Customer Loyalty have a growing membership uh, group, very focused on the brands. How can we help you in that regard? Well, what can we do for you as a trade association for the industry to help you get where you need to go? Um, you know, I think just, you know, continue to provoke and, and, and have some really strong dialogues about what we're all experiencing right now. Um, I think, you know, all of us looking at, I think the idea of emotional loyalty is a good idea, but how does it continue to evolve? How do we look more omni-channel? How do we look outside of the box uh, a little bit more aggressively? Again, I think a lot of times we're looking pretty siloed, but I would say a lot of the conversations I've read, a lot of what the, what you guys have been kind of um, putting out there, gets to that. So I think it's just continuing to evolve the conversation. I think it's continuing to look at right now, what are the things that are being successful? But again, looking long term and saying short term wins are great, but longer term when it comes to big ideas like emotional loyalty and how this fits into kind of like, you know, a 360 view of the customer experience, you know, what are the things that you should be doing now that's going to set you up three years from now? So I think it's just that that mix of content, that mix of challenge, that mix of dialogue is is really important. Okay, excellent. Um, I think you talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, data analytics uh, obviously you have become kind of uh, a very robust Martech stack. You know, how how do you look at data and analytics and creating actionable insight? Personalization is very important. Uh, and one of the things you mentioned, I think, as we kind of uh, kind of got ready for this in the prelude to this, you talked about listening to customers, and that's a big challenge a lot of uh, brands have is truly listening to and understanding customers, not in a passive way, but in a very active manner. So uh, would love to uh, you know, understand kind of how you're looking at data and how you're using it to drive more actionability. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of different things that we've been evolving. And again, it's it's a lot of test and learn. It's a lot of evolution. It's a lot of, some things work better than others. You know, let's be honest, there's a lot of metrics out there right now. I mean, the big things is kind of like honing in on what, you're, what are key. You know, what should the teams really focus on? What are the top three to five metrics versus the thousands that we can gather right now? So a lot of what we've been doing is gathering in this year and then in future years, I'd say a lot of it's going to be streamlining and looking at, again, what are the real kind of ones that we got to me- measure and monitor on a regular basis? Um, you know, the, the other thing is there's gathering the metrics, <clears throat> but we have a keen eye on all the ever-evolving things around privacy and the privacy landscape as well, too. So we're balancing the gathering and the taking action on the data but also making sure, again, that we're keeping our eye always on privacy, security, things like that as well, too. So I, I always kind of lump those two kind of conversations together. Um, you know, our biggest wins, you know, lately have been on just thinking bigger and, you know, really providing data to do much bigger kind of modeling efforts um, and then building towards a future where we're much more predictive, much more automated on finding insights. You know, because, again, there's just a ton of data out there. We need to be able to, like, you know, really work strongly with the unstructured and structured data within our systems. Um, you know, the loyalty program, while rewards, is, you know, a big component of our, you know, view of 360 and our customer 360 program. So, you know, it's continuing to build that out and get some things there so that we can be more real-time and more relevant across all digital. So it's like gathering well, protecting and making sure we're compliant with privacy. It's about, you know, modeling and kind of sharing the data, but also building towards this idea of being much more automated and predictive is kind of where we're focusing a lot of our efforts right now. Um, But, you know, again, it does come down to filtering and honing in on, you know, those three to five core metrics versus the thousands that we're all kind of juggling on a regular basis. Excellent. Partnerships, uh, it's a big area of interest right now as well for marketers. How do you look at partnerships for your program, potentially, you know, uh, a, a telco or retail or other partnerships? Obviously, you have a very strong CPG partnership uh, group, but how do you look at, at, at that as a way to enhance not only your loyalty, but potentially that of the, the brand that you're working with as well? What do you guys think about partnerships? Um, I mean, we're, we're a company that has always been um, big on partnerships. Um, you know, we, you know, whether it's CPG or whether it's consulting firms, whether it's, um, you know, there's a variety of partners that we work with day in and day out, a lot of agency partners. So partnerships big, um, you know, we're, as an organization, you know, we're always trying to be pretty nimble. Um, so we rely heavily on our partners. Um, you know, the biggest win I would say is that they bring in, a lot of times we lean very heavily on them because they bring a different a different kind of, you know, piece of data, a different point of view that helps inform our overall, you know, point of view. So we like the fact that they come in with a more holistic idea, more, more holistic data, examples of what's going on competitively or in other, other verticals. So, you know, partnership is key for us, um, being open to, you know, dialogue is key for us, um, learning and always learning um, around all the, you know, all the verticals, all the, all the, you know, CPGs and categories we play in. So, I mean, you know, partnership for us is, is how we function every day. And right. And quite frankly, is how we bring all of our products to market, you know, whether it's, you know, leaning on, you know, our partners on the, you know, at Coke and Pepsi and, and others to, 
you know, what are they seeing as they kind of, you know, as they cross other retailers or, you know, what data can they provide us that helps strengthen, you know, something that we may have an idea of pivoting into or trying. So we're actively always uh, listening, um, always engaging and always trying to inform, you know, our direction based off of our strong partnerships across our organization. That's awesome. Well, Todd, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was uh, very insightful to understand what you guys are doing, how you're doing it, uh, and uh, learning more about the, the, the very loyal and emotionally connected uh, fans you have. And also, big fan of the ICT program, so keep that up. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to talking to you more the next year. And uh, again, thanks for all you do for the industry. It's great to hear uh, the passion. Uh, and, and I think it's one thing that definitely resounded in this uh, interview is just how passionate you are, not only for your customers, but for your brand as well. And that's great to hear. Thank you. And thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for uh, listening to all my rambles. Um, you know, we're excited to engage in this way with you and, you know, share our story. Excellent.